Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. You're tuned in to Ask the Good Doctor podcast. Join Dr. LaJoyce Brookshire here every Wednesday for a new episode to help you live a healthy, wealthy life. Connect on social media and send in your questions. Hey, hey, it's Wellness Wednesday. I'm Dr. LaJoyce Brookshire. Welcome to Ask the Good Doctor. I am here to help you attain, maintain, and reclaim your perfect health. Please join me on Twitter. I mean X. I don't like saying X. I'm going to keep saying Twitter. Join me on Twitter at Ask the Good Doc, on Instagram and Facebook at Ask the Good Doctor. Jump on in to this conversation. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and just love on us a little bit. Yes, I am here with a wonderful practitioner today. She is a Plymouth native. Her name is Cheryl Wood. Welcome, Cheryl. How are you? Thank you so much, doctor. Lovely to be here with you. Listen, I am so excited to have this conversation about homeopathy. Yes, I know you all out there may be saying homeopathy. Yes, Cheryl is a practicing homeopath. She is a homeopathic practitioner. And we are going to talk all about the notion of homeopathic remedies being highly, highly effective and how we can use them in our everyday lives. She has a BS from Bridgewater State University. She also has a 20-year career in the financial sector. And when traditional medicine felt more like a Band-Aid in her life and wasn't getting the, to the root cause of her daughter's recurring chronic ear infections, Cheryl started exploring homeopathic remedies and was amazed at the results. Listen, it's nothing like a health challenge for one of your children to drive you to find something that works. Isn't that the truth? Absolutely. Absolutely. In short, just tell us a bit about what is homeopathy. Homeopathy. <laughs> it's such a tongue twister. So yes, homeopathy in short is natural medicine and uh, it's made from things found in nature, such as plants, minerals, milks of animals, and no animal is ever harmed or killed. Um, and we look at how a person's symptoms are being presented as a picture Mm -hmm. And then we tried to match that picture to a picture uh, in a remedy or um, how the symptoms needing a certain remedy uh, show up. So, mm. yeah, it's it, it's complex. It's but it can be simplistic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what the thing is that there are so many things that are so simplistic that it seems complicated. And I think that homeopathy is one of them, which is why people shy away from it. Mm. At large, I think that people feel that homeopathy is very woo, woo, woo. And exactly. I'll never forget one time 
I think it was one of the new shows, maybe 2020, maybe 60 Minutes even, where they were talking about how like cures like, and they were doing an exploration of what homeopathy is and what it means. And then the host was standing in front of the ocean. So if I drop one pellet in front of the, and I thought, you know, you're just being ridiculous. Yes. Do not yes. poke fun at what you don't understand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. How do we get the general populace to walk away feeling like this is something I'd like to try and dispelling those myths? What do you find is the greatest myth? Um, that's a great question. I would say the greatest myth is that it doesn't work because there, be, because some think that there's nothing in the pellets. Um, and you are left with an energetic form of what the original substance started with. Mm -hmm. Say so, more about that. Say more about that. So through the preparation of a remedy through the series of dilutions and succussions, we call them when we uh, whack uh, or shake a remedy bottle when we're making a remedy. Uh, when you have a series of dilutions and potencies from 12C and above do not have uh, any molecular structure left in them, they are diluted way past Avogadro's numbers, which is, you know, for math, um, out, math people out there, it's a very long calculation. So we don't have any more molecular structure left of the original substance so that people think, oh, well, there's, it's placebo. There's nothing mm -hmm. in there. It doesn't work. However, there have been people, even non- homeopaths that have studied the uh, crystals of water. And if you find a droplet of water in this river or that ocean or this lake, and they get down to the microscopic picture of that mm -hmm. droplet, uh, there's all these different shapes and sizes. And uh, so you're, you have, and it's just water, right? From everywhere. So how can, how can that be uh, different, right? So yes. it's the same, same kind of concept. Uh, you're left with, because the remedies are made using water and a grain alcohol, usually um, they uh, take on the essence of the original substance. Mm -hmm. And you're left with the memory, the water memory of that original substance. There it is. Yeah. Water memory. Uh-huh. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's not surprising that this was discovered by a German physician. Mm. All that mm -hmm. good stuff happening across the pond. Uh, <laughs> that the notion of homeopathy being like curing like. Mm -hmm. And I think this is what the public has a hard time grappling with. What do you mean? You're going to, if I have a stomach ache, you're going to give me something else that causes me a stomach ache? Right. It's right. It, that's where it's confusing. Right. So like a perfect example often used in 
explaining homeopathy is when somebody has a, you know, like hay fever, seasonal type allergies, you know, where they have itchy, runny eyes, runny nose, uh, sneezing. Uh, when you take, so, so when somebody has the red onion and they're cutting the red onion mm-hmm. and they get those same symptoms. So there's a remedy called Alium Sepa, which is made from the red onion. Mm-hmm. And somebody that has those hay fever symptoms, when using that remedy, it cures or, you know, lessens their symptoms and they no longer have those symptoms. So there's your like cures like where when you're cutting an onion and it creates those symptoms, Mm-hmm. Those same symptoms when somebody has that illness or hay fever, when they use that remedy, there's your like cures like. Yeah. Yes. I I think that actually for me and my with my sensibilities, it feels right to do that. But for some, it feels counterintuitive. Right. And I don't ever want to push anyone in the direction of something that they feel will not work because Uh then it will not work. Exactly. Exactly. That is the intention that you've already set for the thing before you've even tried the thing. And the homeopathy really also is, is so good for uh, intentionality. Mm. Uh Yes. That you set your intention on it and Tell us about if you agree with that. How is it that you have come to find that note that that I the ideal to be true? That is so very true. What you say um, when clients come in to see me, they've they've either tried all kinds of medical procedures or medications, or uh, and and they've been told that. There's nothing more that we can do for you. And they are willing and ready to try something else, um, an experiment. So, Mm. but you're right in that people need to want to move forward with that. And Mm -hmm. and, um, if, you know, I, you can't, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I'm so, trying to like that's okay. You listen, and we don't we don't censor here. So feel free to just say it. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, when um somebody isn't all in, you can tell. And mm. it's like the remedies don't work as well. And mm-hmm. um it's um uh, so yeah, I don't ever I don't ever try to sell. I don't, you know, I'll hold classes and people what that want information. Um, but when somebody's ready and they know they see somebody else had a positive effect from taking homeopathic remedy, or they've even tried some of the over-the-counter combination homeopathic remedies, uh, then they know, okay, this stuff works. I just don't know exactly what I'm doing and I probably need more professional help. So Uh that's when, yeah. Yes. And your training. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your training in becoming 
homeopathic practitioner? So there's there's a national certification board and you have to, in order to take or sit for the exam, you need to have so many classroom hours and so many clinical hours. Um, so you, it can be very part-time, it can be more full-time. There are lots of schools around the country. A lot of them are online. And then the clinical part, that can be tricky. You want to you want to do that in person, but there are also some online um, clinic, mm-hmm. clinics. But uh, yeah, it can be. It's a. It's stepping into a whole new world uh, in in learning how to work with somebody's symptoms. You know, what's their picture, and what have I learned as far as remedies? Will really match that person and help them with their symptoms. Yes. So when your daughter kept presenting with ear infections and you, you, your last ditch effort was to seek out a homeopath. Yes. Yes. I Tell us about uh, the story about it. You know, give us that testimony because as a mom, you have this child who's writhing with pain and continually uh, getting infection after infection. And you're just at your wit's end. How many rounds of antibiotics was your daughter given? Oh, she was given at least three or four. Uh, and, And even, you know, it was, we were at her nine month checkup and mm. The doctor says, oh, let me look at her ears. Oh, she's got an ear infection. I'm like, she does? I didn't even know that. But it was like all these light bulbs just went off. Oh, that's why she's been crankier. That's why she's been waking up in the middle of the night, not sleeping through the night. That's Mm -hmm. why her appetite isn't as what it was. Um, uh, And... um, what was some of the other signs? Like she would have a pink cheek and a pale cheek, you know? And whenever I read that symptom in a book, I was like, oh my goodness, how does this book know my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was like all everything came together when he, he said, oh, she has an ear infection. So we, you know, we did the antibiotic, amoxicillin. You go back a week later for the checkup and it's, you know, going away or it's gone. And then two months later, she has a double ear infection. It was like, what? How Mm. how did that happen? Like, I didn't change anything. I didn't do anything. She's been, you know, her, her same, but, but, but there were those whispers again of those little symptoms, you know, that we need to pay attention to. And we were, you know, we were new parents. We didn't know. Um, But, you know, she started not eating as much. Her appetite decreased again. She started to get crankier. She started waking up in the middle of the night again. I was like, look at that. She had, and sure enough, she had that double ear infection. So from there, I was like, this, why, why are we doing amoxicillin again? This just seems like a Mm Band-Aid. And after that, um, I was, you know, talking to my friend and she said, why don't you go see my homeopath? 
And I didn't even think that you could bring a child to the homeopath. I just thought mm. you have to go to the pediatrician. That's what we do. But you can do both too. And mm -hmm. that, you know, there's absolutely a place for the medical field, but there's so much more of a bigger world, as you know, you know, even with supplements and, and um, things that we can do before we step foot. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and then you took her to the homeopath and how long was it before she experienced relief and the infection went away? Oh, it was right away. It was right away. Um, she did end up having one more ear infection, but in our world, that's what we call a return of old symptoms, which was a great sign that we had the right remedy. It was just a little too much, but it was fine. Um, she never got an ear infection again. Isn't that so, something? And, and I'm like, so pediatrician, you tell me that this is what all kids do, you know, or, or most kids have and just deal with it. But it was like, no, this was, this was the answer. This was the, the, that got to the root and she no longer had any more ear infections. So at that point I, I said, I, I need to really find out about this. <laughs> right. And yeah. then she did, she avoided another round of antibiotics. Correct. She avoided the tubes. Correct. Which have and they start suggesting that early. Yes. Yes. I mean, like the first ear infection, they start talking tubes. I'm like, I, I'm thinking, don't you have something else in your toolbox? Exactly. <laughs> yep. This is what they know. <laughs> this is what they know. But you know what? I don't fault you for what you don't know. If you knew better and told me and didn't tell me better, I'd be angry. But I yes. am not angry when you don't know what else to do. And I always say there's more than one pathway to heal. Yes. We yes. can heal through so many avenues. Yes. I remember the one time I had an ear infection. I didn't know what it was because it never happened to me. And I was an adult. Hmm. And I went to the doctor because I really needed him to look in my ear before I started dosing or doing anything for myself. And I was a naturopath even. Yeah. And the doctor said, oh my gosh, you got a raging ear infection. It was an itch. I mean, that thing itched and itched. And you know, you can only do the Q-tip thing so long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I, I said, let's go and see this doctor. And so he said, okay, I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you a steroid. And he took out his pad, Cheryl, to mm. write me a script for a steroid. And I said, yeah, 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 doc. You are a really smart man. You are not going to wreck my entire immune system for a steroid. Now, right. what else? Yeah, okay, with a steroid for an itch. Now, right. what else do you have? You They're so immediately accustomed to pulling out the hammer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't one day need a daggone steroid for an itch. That would have messed, that would have totally messed up your endocrine system. Hundred percent. Yeah. For life. Yes. And so I hear you and I just want to congratulate you. Now, was your homeopath Barbara? She was, yes. Oh, yes. true story. So when Cheryl and I were introduced by my dear friend Tammy, who said, You've got to meet my homeopath, Cheryl. So Cheryl's telling me about the story with her daughter. And then I said, You're in the Boston area. Do you know dear Barbara? She said, that was my homeopath. Barbara mm -hmm. and I sat next to each other in naturopathy school. That's in this, so, in this yeah. small world? Yeah. 
That's awesome. I, I tell you, you have to treat people right. Yes, yes. Barbara would come in dosing us, giving us balance. <laughs> Barbara was awesome. And Sweetheart. Just darling. Um, bless her heart. I want to know from you, what were you able to do for people at the height of COVID who oh, were contracting question. COVID? Great question. Mm -hmm. So I, I had, um, I'm well, okay. I'm a, I'm a part of what an organization called free and healthy children international, which was created uh, by Kate Birch and Scylla who um, Scylla just actually passed away a couple days ago. I just learned the other day. Um, but Kate Birch uh, studied under or, or met Dr. Isaac Golden, who is an Australian doctor that uh, formed uh, a, a branch of homeopathy called homeoprophylaxis. Mm -hmm. And seeing what uh, he did in Cuba with leptospirosis. Kate asked if she could model what he does um, and bring that to the United States. And so she was in in the free and healthy children. We we were running this program called the Full Childhood Immunization Program, mm -hmm. and um, she was getting ready to uh, complete uh, a ten year research on all the children that she has in the organization that have taken the infectious disease immunization remedies. Mm. And we, we then COVID happened. So she said, why don't we do a research project with a COVID remedy? And couple people had the forthright to get nasal and lung swabs January of 2020 from active cases in China. Mm. And from there, those nasal and lung swabs, right? So it's gook, like sounds disgusting, right? But <laughs> they made a remedy from that. And we, she had um, a sign on, we had the largest United States research uh, project of 1,169 of us. And mm. we all took the remedy. And in two weeks, we reported back, you know, any changes, any symptoms, or if there were things that we had that resolved, uh, which often took place from that winter timeframe that people thought they had COVID anyways, but we didn't mm. know yet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then we also um, had a three month follow up. So of the people that responded to that three months that took the remedy, a hundred percent said that they did not get COVID. So, mm. so we have, we have the data to, to back that up that you can go three months on this remedy and pretty much you're covered without getting COVID. In one dose? One dose. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So, um, well, initially there's a there's a dose and then you take a, 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 a triple dose, what we call it, a week later. Okay. Um, so it's But it's not an... Right. But it's not every day. 
Exactly. Okay. And so you can use that remedy uh, during the winter time Mm -hmm. and do say a monthly dosing, you know, just once a month and you're covered, or you could go once every two to three months. Mm -hmm. You know, I had nurses um, on working on the COVID floor that would repeat the remedy once, once a month. So, Mm. uh, and if they became really fearful that they came into contact, they could take it more often too. But, Mm -hmm. but usually that once a month dose covered them and they didn't get sick. Oh, right. And did they take the vaccination? No, no. How were they, how were the nurses working on a COVID floor? able to sidestep taking the vaccination during COVID by taking a homeopathic remedy. So we also have a uh, COVID card through Free and Healthy Children. uh, And they would submit that card with their um, religious exemption. Some didn't need the religious exemption. Some did. And it would depend on, um, you know, who was the gatekeeper who would really mm. sign off on that. So um. interesting. That's mm-hmm. that's good to know because with free and healthy children, do they also also deal with the remedies in lieu of children being vaccinated? Those mega doses of vaccines. Yes, that's that was the original program that Kate um, designed with the uh, full childhood immunization program. And then from after that COVID research, she then went and developed uh, like eight or more programs where we have remedies geared to the whole um, the whole line of ages. So like. You know, you have your mm-hmm. um, full childhood program, but if there's a couple that wants to, say, clean out their system and get ready for having children, there's mm-hmm. a pre-procreation program. There's also a healthy biome program. So if somebody just wants like a gut reset, they can do a series of remedies for that. Um, there's also what we call a young child college prep. So, you know, there's a lot going on in the developing minds during those teen and, you know, early adult years. And by doing that program, it really helps them um, identify with, you know, who who are they really and, um, you know, maybe what they want out of life. Mm. Yeah, it really helps center themselves and get clarity on themselves. Okay. Because it helps the thinking. Yes. Exactly. Uh It is from nature. Yes. Yep. And so uh, my greatest concern, I'm going to ask this question because I hear my audience talking that how do you get the children to take a homeopathic remedy? Great question. So most kids you know, it's supposed to be under the tongue, but it's okay if it's not because under the tongue, it's going to hit more nerve endings, right? Quicker. Uh-huh. 
but um, you know, you could have it put right into their mouth and they, you know, suck on it like a piece of candy kind of. Okay. How, how big is it? How big is it? Or how small is it? So the pellet sizes, typically they call them number 20s or 25 or 30, but um, some, the original ones were like poppy seed size, but I mm -hmm. would say they're like the tip of a pencil. No, they're a little bigger than that now. So. Yeah, like the tip of a pen, a little bit, yeah. just a little bit larger. Yeah. And should they be chewed or just swallowed or just let it melt? It would be best to let it melt right in the mouth. Yep. All right. And do you suggest chasing it with water? You could. Um when dealing with infants, you could dissolve it in like a spoon with water and then just, you know, pour the spoon into their mouth. You could do that too. Um, but yeah, some people after they dissolve it or let it melt, then they follow that with a drink or liquid, you know, just to mm -hmm. wash it down. Uh, you can do that. You don't have to, but you can. Do you suggest putting it in water at all? I know a lot of people put it in a, a a bottle, a cup of water, stir it with a spoon. Mm -hmm. uh, can you speak to that? Sure. So when when people are having like an acute episode, right, or, or acute illness, um, like a cold or a flu, you can get more mileage out of the remedy by putting it in, say, four ounces, a half cup of uh, water. You don't want it to be tap water. It should be distilled or spring water is fine. Mm -hmm. But um, a lot of times, you know, the eight ounce bottles, spring water bottles, I'll tell people, okay, dump a half out and then put your remedy in there. So there's your half uh, cup. And then, you know, you can shake the bottle and take a sip as your dose um, mm -hmm. and how often you need it. That way you can play around with the dosing more if it's in water. So you can take it more you can frequently, less frequently. Um, okay. Sometimes you need to rev up and then rev down with the okay. dosing. Yeah. So it depends, but um, yeah. So it, it depends on the person too. You know, if, if somebody is uh, really sensitive to things and they know they need often less than what a recommended dosing is, even just with supplements too, um, or medications, then, then, you know, okay, maybe it's best to have the remedy in water. Ah, mm -hmm. what should everyone have in their cabinet in Great case question. of an emergency? Great question. In case of an emergency, um, well, I would choose five remedies. Mm. Um, I would choose arsenicum because that covers like vomiting and diarrhea uh, from, from say like uh, food poisoning or yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, I would keep on hand Arnica. That's a great trauma accident type re remedy. It's the first thing you want to take when you have a, uh, like a bruise, you know, pain, swelling, mm -hmm. Arnica is great. So arsenicum, mm -hmm. Arnica, um, I would have Ignatia. Ignatia is a wonderful uh, loss remedy, we call it. So, and that mm -hmm. can be, you know, you 
you got sudden news of, of a family member passing away or um, your spouse now wants a divorce, there's a loss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or say you're in business with somebody and there's a, some sense of betrayal that, that just took place. Um, but Ignatius mm-hmm. is great for, for those short-term um, losses. So that's three. And then Nux Vomica is mm-hmm. a great stomach remedy, uh, particularly like uh, stomach cramps or like, uh, you know, you, you ate too much or had really rich food or um, too much indulgence on, on something. Nux Vomica is great for that. And then my fifth remedy... Um, well, it's hard to choose. It is. There's so (laughs) many good ones. (laughs) I guess. hmm? Go ahead. No, you you guessed it. I do have a favorite. I'll tell you. Okay. I would say aconite. Aconite, Mm -hmm. um, only because I know like Arnica could, could cover a trauma, but if there's like what you said, emergency, if there's some kind of uh, shock, you know, a sudden shock, um, plus it's good for, you know, those fall days that with the sun shining and everyone thinks it's great and they're outside without their coats and yeah. then the, next, the next day, right. The kids were playing out all day. And then the next day they're, coming down with a fever and the chills and they're like got a cold because they were playing all day without a jacket. Right. So the aconite would take care of that too. Ah, so, yeah. I like the emergency kit. Yes, yes. 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 I have the mini emergency kit. I think there are 21 remedies in there. Okay. Okay. Which pharmacy did you purchase that from? It's a red box. That's a good question. Uh, oh, but, okay. So, oh, if Barbara um, recommended, it was probably Natural Health. Uh, yes, that's exactly who it is. Yeah. And they've since closed. That. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, so, good, good thing you brought that up because mm-hmm. these remedies last for how long once you purchase them? As long as they are not in the direct sunlight and they're not like a real moisture type situation if you keep them in a dark cool spot they'll last forever they they still even have hahnemann's remedies from over 200 years ago in in a museum but um but they're there (laughs) wow that see that's the part that people like how do you use something that lasts forever and right right yeah yeah it's like willard water lasts forever how do you, how do you, uh, when you say you storm in the cool, dark place? Yes. So, and then if you, just as long as you take them, if you keep them stored appropriately, but do they contraindicate with medication? That's a great question. And 99.9% of the time they do not. So you could take them along with medication. Um, ideally in a chronic situation, I'm working with clients to, uh, eventually come off of some of their meds. Like that would be a reason people come see a homeopath too. They don't Mm want to be on their medications anymore. They want to try and work towards, you know, I don't 
authorize the coming off of the medications. They have to do that with their doctor. Absolutely. Um, I'm not trained in that, so I can't advise on that. But But, and when mm -hmm. yeah. When people travel, for instance, if you're traveling internationally, like to Africa, where you need yellow fever and meningitis mm-hmm. and all of these inoculations, can homeopathic help? Homeopathic Absolutely. Remedies? Absolutely. And there's a travel HP program, HP for the homeoprophylaxis um, through free and healthy children. Uh, you can, whatever country requires, you know, whichever uh, vaccination or immunization, you can use a remedy instead. And we sign off on those yellow cards and they sail right through customs. Wow. That is good to know. I have been hesitant to go and take care of some business in Mm -hmm. Africa Mm -hmm. for those reasons. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting shot up. That's okay. Right. Right. So yeah, you can go through free and healthy children. You can find an HP practitioner. There's, you know, there's over 80 of us listed in the country. Even um, there's some worldwide too, in UK and um, India, I believe. Yes, that, that, well, that sounds likely. Absolutely. You mentioned Ignatia for Mm -hmm. trauma, shock, grief. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my favorite remedy is Bach flower rescue remedy. Yes. Yes. Bach flower rescue remedy is a combination of flower essences, homeopathics. Um, it's liquid and pellets and spray. And now they even have gum, which I is funny. That. Isn't that mm. something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you receive bad news for sure, one dropper full of that. And I'm telling you, it mellows it right out. I was in the street when I found out my father died. And I turned around in the street, drove right to the health food store. And before she could ring it up good, I had just opened the bottle and just drank it right out of the bottle. Wow. And it helped me gather myself before I picked up my daughter from school. Yes. But you know, it's one of those fall apart moments mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I, I need I needed things to be operating correctly. I needed to be centered and mellowed on the inside. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I love about the flower essences, the Bach flowers specifically, is that is that it's a combination of floral essences. The best way I can explain it is like this: how euphoric you feel when you receive flowers. Yes. Oh, that's a great, I never, yes, that's a perfect analogy. Yes. Mm-hmm. That feeling of when you receive flowers and then how you feel when you look at them and the how you were being thought of and how that person thought of you and what you think of them, that they would take the time to send. All of that is in the flower essences. And do mm-hmm. you use uh, the flower essences? Uh, they're also homeopathics, Yes. Yes. Um, I think there's, yeah, more herbal than, but, but, but yes, I've actually used it um, in a, in a water, like a dropper in a water bottle for giving speeches right before I was giving speeches. And yeah, it just so Uh, 
calms everything. See, right before you give a speech. Yes, it does. And it's not the, I do think that it's the expectation because I always say whatever you're expecting is also expecting you. Mm. And it, it is the expectation of knowing that you're doing this good thing for yourself in the middle of this traumatic thing. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm telling you, give it a few minutes and it works. I, I really would, I, I have a friend who swears by the gum. I don't chew gum. I, I love my in, digestive enzymes too much to chew gum, but uh, even if it's supposed to be Same. for a good reason. Same. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And, but just some things just respond well. What are the things that you find that homeopathy is a surefire uh, uh, solution? There's one. Oh yeah. There's one remedy and that should probably be an emergency remedy too. Uh, Oscillococcinum or Oscillo for short. It's that white and orange bottle made by boron that everybody will find in their local pharmacy. Mm. It's a, it's a go-to flu remedy. It's made from duck liver, which explains how it uh, just totally fixes things and nips things in the bud. So when you are feeling like that classic, oh, something's coming down, you know, I feel like achy, I don't feel right, I need to lay down, like you just know either like you're starting uh, a flu-like headache or those chills, you take, uh, well, and here's the thing too, on the box, it says to take a whole vial and that you do not need to do. You only need five pellets and it halt. Usually just one dose will do it. Sometimes you need two doses, but it halts everything right, right there. Um, Good. I can't, I've, I've continually told people about it, you know, for the winter season. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they constantly are telling me, wow, I took that and I did not get thick. And See? yeah, yeah. So that, and on, yeah. and the, I'm glad you mentioned the boron, the over the counter homeopathics like Highlands mm-hmm. yes. and boron. Yes. What do you think about them? So there, it's funny. Uh, there will be some homeopaths that say, oh, you don't need those. You know, you just need a remedy. And it's true. You only need one remedy. However, when you have young families, you know, there's anything that's in your medicine cabinet can be replaced with homeopathy. Mm-hmm. And I say stock up on those combo products sure. because in the middle of the night with young kids, you don't want to be like trying to figure out what remedy they need. You just want to say, okay, cold, let me give you the cold calm. You know, sinus, let me give you the sinus calm. Um there's chestol, a syrup, you know, but it's all homeopathic. Um, and you can go back to sleep. <laughs> yes, everybody so. can go back to sleep. Right, right. I I love, I'm telling those Highlands teething tablets. Yes. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yes. When my daughter was teething. That was the go-to. I kept them everywhere because you never know when they were going to have that irritability because of teething. Yes. And 
they had that knockout component too. Oh my gosh, best sleep ever after that. I, yes. I, I will never forget when she was about five. I was like, let me find some of these teeth and tablets. I'm going to give you some right now so you can sit there yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. that yeah. That knockout component is excellent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the chamomilla, that's what like calms the, the, the nerves. It's, it's actually a go-to nerve remedy, but yeah. Yeah, those I loved those teething tablets. Yes, when mine were little. And and that's why chamomile tea mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is yeah, they'll say don't do the two together because it will cancel each other out. So ah. so like herbs are very good for us, but sometimes having herbs along with a remedy, they can cancel one another out. So speak more to that. That's what I want to hear. I want to get to that. Yeah. So you can take remedies alongside medication, but then, you know, things like uh, menthol, peppermint, very strong odor smelling herbs, um, Mm -hmm. they, they can cancel each other out. Even, even if, um, say you take a remedy and you go see your acupuncturist or you go see your chiropractor, or a mm-hmm. massage, like all those great things. Herbs are great. You know, all these great modalities that we have, sometimes they can cancel out remedies and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can take things hours away from each other and still get the same benefits from both. Okay. Um, yeah. So you just, you know, be mindful. And it, it proves like when in, when in a, Whenever anyone says, oh, I tried homeopathy, it doesn't work. No, it's Mm -hmm. just because you didn't have the right remedy. That's all. Ah. So keep trying, you know, or go see your homeopath, a a professional trained homeopath that can help you guide you to the right remedy. And Cheryl is available for virtual visits as well as taking on new clients in her office. The information for Cheryl will be below in the description. I want to thank you for this conversation. I think we cleared up quite a bit about being squeamish about homeopathy. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, doctor. Uh, Very nice to uh, have this time with you. Thank you. And you. That's all we have time for today. I want to thank my team, Christopher Green, technical producer, IW, supervising producer, Chris Brown, announcer, and Gene Ricks, composer of Step To It. And remember to let your eyes shine, cut back on the wine, get good food fast, and go easy on the greasy. Until next time, I'm Dr. LaJoyce Brookshire, here to help you attain and maintain your perfect health. Let's do it again next week, okay? God bless you. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.